Welcome to the Awesome Up Show. Awesome Up Show. Broadcasting not so live from the Monet Studios in beautiful Glendale, Arizona. It's the Awesome Up Podcast with Ron Babich. Ron Babich. Where we talk all things awesome in innovation, business, and great ideas. Now, here's your host, Ron Babich. Let's get awesome. Today we're going to share ideas about big ideas and how to create distinctive competency from your big ideas. Um, we're going to jump into working with the mechanics today of core messaging. So uh, brand building has really two large halves. The, the first half is finding your number one core message in the uh, sea of sameness that's out there. And uh, this is for selling real brands because all roads lead to it and away from it. It's the message that you'll pump through the communications pipeline with every dollar that you spend. And we start at one because it's as useless to have a pipeline without oil to pump through it as it is to have an Autobahn with no beamers to drive. So the second half of this brand building is managing the execution elements needed to grow a strong lasting brand over time. So uh, here we're creating long-term brand equity by budgeting resources, um, starting with getting our distinctive competency message right, right? That's first in our heads. So we need to determine um, what our true distinctive competency is, and um, it's our proposed distinctive competency that we, number one, that we choose a unique, ownable specialty, right? The specialty that we can be one in. And that number two, that we articulate our specialty in a brief but um, exact specialty statement. And number three, that we propose what our ideal distinctive company should be in the simplest, shortable, possible set of words. That is probably the most important uh, piece of this whole thing that um, to take away from. So step two is expressing our distinctive competency so it penetrates into other people's heads. So here we're creating our core message elements that transfer our proposed distinctive competency to the external world, consumers, the internet, media, investor, and turning it into a bona fide living distinctive competency idea. So to do that, we have to move on to step four, which is fabricating the distinctive companies, uh, competencies idea with building blocks to express it uh, verbally, visually, physically. So the first was choosing a unique ownable specialty, right? To recap... Uh, the second was articulating our specialty in a brief but exact uh, statement. The third step is proposing what our idea uh, should be in a very short, simple set of words. And the fourth is fabricating this idea now with building blocks where we can put it in other people's heads in, instead of just ours, right? Uh, and the fifth um, that we're going to work on is ringing the bell, right, to open the stock exchange on Monday so um, no reason not to do this if we're not going to think big. Uh, if you're not going to do um, 
big thinking, then don't do it, right? Um, so the inside look of these big elements, we'll need to bring half of one to fruition. And now um, on to how we do it, right? So number one, um, your dominant selling idea. This is the protein that builds number one brands. You serve it in every communication. It's the creative result of half of one of the building process. Your dominate selling idea is the building block that builds your entire brand. Um, number two, healthy side dishes to complement this protein are all the ingredients of the second half. The advertising, the PR, the promotions, and the tactical activities that are prepared to share this uh, idea with others. And we get caught up sometimes and we hire consultants and we hire, um, we hire people uh, as employees or consultants to come in and um, dish this stuff up. You know, hey, if we throw more advertising at it, hey, if we throw more PR at it. But the truth is, if we don't couple the number one element with our dominant idea, with our second part, and it's distinct, and all of the five um, points that we went through a few seconds ago, we don't get very far. Um, so that being said, what do we avoid? So as we said, we're going to lose the um, addiction to our... Um, going to lean on protein, really, is the best analogy, and move away from the sugar. And uh, the cheap thrills, you know, that the, the tricks are sold through and focus on the protein. So let's talk about what our official definition of distinctive selling or distinctive uh, uh, competency selling actually is. Um, so let's lay down a definition uh, from here on out. So in broad terms, uh, it's it's we've talked about how a distinctive competency selling idea is um, our motivating difference. It's the one difference that tips the scale in our direction versus all of the others at the moment of the purchase. Then we get more specific. It's the one thing that guarantees you a monetizing, monetizing difference to be considered number one in a desired specialty, a specialty that contains all five selling ingredients, right? And we call that specialty because why? Number one, it's super relative. It means that you're number one at something. You're the best in class. Number two, it means that you're important. It means that something really matters. Three, it's believable and truthful. It means that there's a logical reason why number one and two make sense. Number four, that it's memorable. It means that there's an emotional hook that penetrates and it's remembered until purchase time. It takes away some type of pain. It improves some type of monetary issue. It uh, makes somebody's life better in a ginormous way. It makes the difference that we not only need, but we want. And it's tangible, it's real. We trust it because we've experienced it and it's performed as promised. Then we add the final piece. A specialty with all five ingredients is just another number one specialty until it's attached to your name. Then it's your number one specialty. Then it's a dominant selling idea. So in that, friends, is what this comes down to. A distinctive competency selling idea is the fusion of your name and one specialty in the customer's mind. It's the fusion of your name and a number one specialty in the customer's mind. The world's safest car is a number one specialty. Volvo is the world's safest car, is a distinctive competency selling idea. 
The idea isn't a tagline, although if you're good, it, it can be, and we'll talk about that later. But it's the thought that flashes into the customer's head when she either hears your name or thinks of that specialty, and it's a quick example of mental phrasing that regardless of the wording or the syntax, it brings together your name and that specialty every time. The only one with blank, the only one with a Tootsie Roll center, the best blank, the best TV picture, the number one, the number one car rental company, the most famous blank for blank, the most famous island for scuba, the number blank fastest car, the blank company, the consumer driven health insurance company, the blank that blank that the soup comes with big chunks. The distinctive competency selling idea is the shortest, leanest, most succinct verbalization, visualization, or actualization that rings the five bells for the selling ingredients in the target's mind. In fact, it's worth tattooing the catchy acronym we made up um, that it's important, believable, memorable, and tangible backwards across your forehead so that every time you sneak out, uh, of your office, you'll read it in the mirror. So with these five ingredients, your name and the specialty become a fully installed, living, dominant selling idea of the mind in your target. Without all five of these, you might generate thoughts of impressions that lead to trial, but it's not the real thing and it's not sustainable. And in the end, it all gets back to the simplest, most profound notion in all of marketing, if not capitalism, that the difference that makes me want to buy from you is this. We are shooting for the most concise possible expression to communicate what our proposed distinctive competency is because that's how the brain talks to itself and that's how it stores data. Fewer words, more power. Sometimes you can boil it down to one word. Like, for example, Pentium used to mean fastest. And one descriptive word con conveys sometimes four out of the five ingredients all by itself. Nothing is more powerful than the ownership of one single distinctive selling competency idea. You're like those rare entertainment icons um, who are so famous that they only need the first name, like Cher or Madonna or uh, TikTok or uh, Jay-Z, right? Um, so sometimes we use a metaphor a word or a picture or some visual picture that creates an expression that shortcuts and adds that emotional ingredient for us. The good hands people. The good hands word metaphor visual takes place in about 50 mechanical words to describe a reliable insurance company. Adding a link that humanizes the idea of something that otherwise could be dull or forgettable. But the good hands delivers the fourth ingredient. And that expresses our distinctive selling idea. Um, oftentimes you can choose a name that communicates your distinctive selling idea all by itself, like Die Hard Batteries or the All-Star Game. And a reminder that's important is that remember that only four of the five we've talked about, the super relative, the important, the believable, and the memorable, can come from messaging alone. I mean, with those four, you're doing pretty well because you're successfully expressing and promising what your distinctive selling idea is. But the tangible part, the fifth ingredient, only comes from an actual product performance as advertised. At some point, your product's got to do what you said it's going to do. And only then have we created some permanent, sustaining, distinctive selling idea in the customer's mind 
that we can grow over time. So why is it that category and specialty come before brand? A category is a grouping of products that we do of, of a kindred connected function that separates them in a class. A specialty is a singular attribute, right, of that category. That's important enough on its own to sustain the entire business. A brand is your named entry in any given specialty. So we must have categories for these things to have specialties, to have brands for two vital reasons. One, categories and specialties give us context to differentiate. This is nature's rule. The values are only defined in relation to something else. Positions only exist that are relative to other positions. An A student in elementary school is different from an A student at Harvard. For instance, in the same specialty, different categories, different brands. Uh, of course, the same category, different specialties. They also enable our different brands like the chunky soup, the low-carb soup. Both methods are equally effective. It's how people buy. Consumers' brains differentiate and choose in the way that narrows like a funnel. So to satisfy our need, our brains literally in a nanoseconds do this. They move from industry, category, specialty, number one in a specialty, your brand. Let me say that again. Industry, your category, your specialty, number one in a specialty, and your brand. We can't get to the brand without first picking the industry, then the category, then the specialty, then who's the number one specialist in this category? It's exactly like the office filing system. Our brains ask, is this product under F for food hmm. or H for hubcap? If it's food, then put it under B for beef or C for candy. People don't perceive it as a multi-step process, but it has to happen that way because we can't think of a baby Ruth as a candy bar unless we understand what type of food group that is and how we, our brains automatically file that. These filing systems, they're separating and organizing systems uh, in our buyer's heads. The categories and the specialties are our files. So for that reason, understanding our current category specialty is really important. And it's so overlooked most of the time. Um, that specialty has got to be the first step in determining what our distinctive competency selling idea is. And engineering the differences at that level by creating new specialties in new categories or adjusting our current ones is the best and most powerful tool we have. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. Join us next week for more awesome things happening in the West Valley, in Arizona, in our great idea economy between innovation, business, and big ideas, because we share them all here. Uh, I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you're having an awesome day, and I will talk to you soon. for joining us this week on the awesome up podcast make sure to follow us on facebook and subscribe to the show on itunes and other podcast platforms so you'll never miss a show while you're at it if you found value in this show we'd appreciate a rating on itunes or if you'd simply tell a friend about the show